Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build a bridge, pardon me, to conversation throughout our great nation right here. Over the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and we're coming to you live. Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the talk monster throughout the fruited plains of America and around the globe. Uh, I want to thank them for welcoming us into their family. And if you're traveling uh, here soon, again, through Times Square, which will be subdued here not too long from now because the people are not going to stay and put uh, if, they, if they don't subdue it. People are leaving New York City in droves. So I know that soon you're going to be able to travel through Times Square readily again. And look up above Ripley's Believe It or Not, the iconic Ripley's Believe It or Not. And the Red State Talk billboard is right above Ripley's. And um, every hour during that hour, the C.L. Bryant show does pop up there on that big old billboard. No C.L.'s face for just a few seconds. Yeah, maybe about five, six seconds. OCL's face looking right back at you. There in Times Square. It's a thrill. It really is. It happens every hour. And um, we're, we're, we've been very proud of it now for the last two and a half, two years. Two years we've been up there in, uh, in Times Square. And, uh, and later on, coming up in the show, I'm expecting the prez, the CEO, president of... Um, uh, not no, not 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 the president of the United States. He's on his way to Iowa. I think at the moment I'm on my way down to San Antonio tomorrow. Uh, everybody's going to be on the road. It's time to m- mobilize, and the president's mobilized. I'm going to be mobilized, and I know there's many others who are mobilized as well. Um, and we might as well get out there and do it while uh, the Democrats are making idiots of themselves, showing themselves to be the idiots that they are uh, during their um, during and after during and after their convention. I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know what they're going to do because you see last night and see, I just tweeted this out. If you don't follow me on Twitter, follow me on Twitter at a at rev at rev R E V C L Bryant at rev C L Bryant. Follow me on Twitter. I just tweeted out and I mean this. I am puzzled. I'm really puzzled. I'm puzzled. Um, Scott Adams, this is what I'm going to tell you. I, mean, I'm just, I'm, I remind myself of Steve Moore. Steve and I have been hanging out a little bit, and I remind myself of Steve. <laughs> I'm jumping. I'm jumping from that one to this one. But anyway, 
Um, uh, then now you forget what, what you were going to say for both of them. But anyway, I uh, look forward to speaking to Scott Adams a little bit later on at the top of the show, the president CEO of Red State. I got off of that, got off on that tangent. No, that the president of the United States with the president of Red State's going to be with me here in just a bit. But I um, was was uh, had watched and I have been listening to what the Democrats uh, are saying and all they can do is just talk about how bad Donald Trump is and what America needs. But there is no how, what, when, or where in their conversation, period. It's just how bad they think he is and how they are going to make it better. But there's no who, what, when, there's no how, what, when, or where to any of what they're saying. I want you to listen closely. There's no, there's nothing, there are no solutions. They're just wanting to hammer, and anybody can do that. We all can do that, that, that cry of, oh, pitiful me. But no, those same people who are uh, singing the blues, and, and, and I'm just absolutely puzzled. And this is what I tweeted out just a little bit ago. Uh, if you follow me on Twitter, at Rev C.L. Bryant, I tweeted out, puzzled. And I had the picture, of course, of Michelle, the first lady, the former first lady, on the cover of Life magazine. So I am puzzled. I'm puzzled at how is it possible that someone who uh, went from being the toast of the nation still is in many, many quarters. <clears throat> and, and a first lady will always be a, a toast of a, na- of, a, of a nation. A former first lady will always be, always have that position of being the toast of a nation or our nation. But the first lady is Melania Trump at this point in time. And I certainly don't believe she gets the props that she deserves just for the record. But getting back to Michelle Obama, how can you go from being the toast of our nation, the first lady, living in the lap of luxury? How do you go from that to being someone who is promoting and encouraging bitterness among less fortunate Americans? you do that how can I, I, how, how do you not promote the type of prosperity that you have enjoyed and the type of drive to get that prosperity that you have enjoyed you uh, act like the words of Barack didn't mean anything to you because y'all did not get where you are by yourself There were rich white folks who made you all president and first lady of the United States. Don't get that twisted. So how do you go from being the toast of the nation? First lady of the nation living in the lap of luxury. 
to promoting and encouraging bitterness among less fortunate Americans. And hey, let me tell you all something. I don't care how uh, much wealth you may have generated for your family at this point in time. You may not, you may be okay. You may never have to worry about, you know, your family going hungry ever. But let me tell you this. You do not know the type of perks and uh, that Michelle Obama enjoys. In fact, the average American who makes over a hundred grand a year will never know the type of perks House of Representatives enjoy in this country. And I'm not mad at them. I have good friends who are senators and houses and, and serve in the House of Representatives. Good friends. And I'm certainly not mad at them. And I'm certainly not mad at them because they're doing their job. Oh, if, if I'm supporting them, they are doing their job. I know Mike Johnson is doing his job in the House of Representatives. I know he is. Are you hearing me? If I'm attending your church, I know you're preaching the gospel. I'm attending that church because I know you're preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And evidently, because I'm sitting there listening to you preach, he is evidently in my surmise. I have surmised that he is your Lord and Savior, too. Pastor. I know James A. McManus is a preacher sent from God. I know he is. He's doing his job. But it puzzles me when someone gives to us a view of themselves that doesn't fit their entire narrative. And so you know that you are seeing and hearing from an ideologue, an ideology that doesn't even fit their narrative. You see, my ideology fits exactly my narrative. It fits it exactly. It fits it as a minister of the gospel. It fits it as a father, a husband, former, a, a widower now, but I, I was a, a husband for a long time, a good husband. And yeah, man, I mean, no, you could ask my wife in front of me or behind my back. Was I a good husband? I was a good husband. <clears throat> I was a family man. Now, I, in my own opinion, may not have been the best one. I always feel as though I could have been a better husband, a better family man. I always will feel that way. But you ask my children, you ask my wife, and without me or with me there, it doesn't matter. They'll tell you I was a good one, a good father, a good provider, a good husband. I just wish I was better. But let me tell you something. The narrative and the message that I preach around this nation, and I'm about to get on the road to do it again, see if we can get our president reelected and, of course, spread the good news above all of Jesus Christ and uh, the good news of America. <clears throat> Gospel of Jesus Christ, good news of America. That's my job. That's what I do. And about to start spreading that again.
here because it's necessary. But my message fits my personal narrative exactly as a minister, as a husband, as a father, as a, a political, uh, you know, surrogate, a, a, a senior fellow of Freedom Works, even the Tea Party movement. That that fits when I was a part of that, that, that and will always be one was proud to be one then was proud, proud to be one now. Yeah, we were taxed enough already. T.E.A. Taxed enough already. That's what it was about. It wasn't about any crazy wearing, taking people back to 17th century and all that. No, it was about an acronym. We've been taxed enough already. And so it's time to at least show out like the people did back in the day when we revolted against the taxation without the representation before we spent our money. That's what Tea Party was about. If you've been told anything else, if you believe anything else, you're wrong. You can believe me because I am a founding member. Now, <laughs> yeah. Shreveport and Bossier Tea Parties. I am a founding member. I spoke to 1.5 million Americans. Tea Partiers, many of them, who descended on Washington, D.C. Red, yellow, black, and white Americans from everywhere. Oh, they don't talk much about it because we shut Washington down. My point is this. The, the words that come out of black liberals' mouths, especially those who are successful, does not even fit the narrative that they live. How in the world can your, narr- can your speech, your language be that of bitterness? When you have lived and in many cases are still living in the very lap of luxury, how can you encourage people who have not attained the type of uh, success yet that you have? How can you speak to them in terms of bitterness? Huh? How is that possible? In terms of bitterness, how is that possible that you are being bitter? It doesn't even fit your narrative. Oprah doesn't fit your narrative. Michelle Obama does not fit your narrative for you to speak bitterly about this nation. No, it it just doesn't. Oh, and I know that you're, you're, you're following a script. And I know there's still, even though you have as much money as you can spend, I guess maybe not as much as you can spend. You can, you can blow the money you have. You could blow it. But any, any normal person would never live the life of a, uh, a House of Representative. You'll never have those kind of perks. You'll never have that, 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 that kind of uh, access as a person who you have elected to office, but yet now they're speaking of your nation bitterly. Huh? What sense does that make? 
that that you would uh, uh, even listen to that type of thing. Okay, George Floyd got killed bad in a wrong way. Deal with the perpetrator. The perpetrator is not all the police forces in the country. No, they're not. And, and, and black men, listen to me. I have said this over and over and over again. If we as black people represent only 12.5% of the entire population, maybe 13% of the entire population, if that is all we represent, then, my friends, let me say this to you if they wanted to get rid of us the only thing well it wouldn't be hard are you hearing me it would not be difficult no it would not be difficult at all so there's no open season on black men in this country, at least by the police force. There does seem to be open season in this country when it comes to um, black men seeking out black men. Yeah, that seems to be a problem. So, what do you do? You listen to before and afters. Listen to what was going on during the convention. Listen to what happens after the convention. Listen for this. This is how we're going to fix this. This is our plan. Not we have a plan. This is our plan. Here it is. Are you hearing me? Not not that we have a plan. Anybody can say we have a plan. That's all they say. We have a plan. <laughs> what is it? Uh, could you share it with us? Could you tell a person about it? I'm CL. This is CL Brian Show. I'll be back after these words. And uh, don't you go anywhere. There is a whole lot to talk about. I'm expecting to have the president CEO of Red State Talk, Scott Adams, on with me after the top of the next hour. You don't get both hours. Download free the CL Brian Show app. I'm CL. I'll be back. In just a little bit. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, 
Play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot, on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. So glad that you could come along with us as we build the bridge daily to conversation throughout our great nation. Um, have you heard? Kim Jong-un is telling the North Koreans that um, they're going to have to surrender, you know, <laughs> the family pet especially the dog. I think the cats are already gone. <laughs> uh, but now you got to surrender Fluffy and Spot. Uh, well, Spot in particular. Yeah, um, bring Rex, too. You've got to surrender them all. Uh, you see, according to his royal dictatorship uh, forever, life, God on earth, I think, uh, is who he is to them. At least that who he, that's who he wants them to believe he is. He is telling them that uh, having a family pet like that, a dog like that, is a uh, symbol of Western imperialism. <laughs> yeah well that's what he's telling them you know that's what he's telling them anyway uh, the, the the truth is meat well there there's a shortage a shortage of meat uh, in North Korea. So, dog has long been a delicacy. Well, a delicacy is a staple. You know, actually, uh, if you really want to know the truth, <laughs> I mean, you know, how many? I mean, if I, I don't know, I don't know if it's morally right for an American to sell dogs and cats to foreigners i mean they i'm sure they would welcome them that my friends could actually be uh, uh, i i know that you know the people maybe in the aspca or whatever uh maybe you know losing their minds or whatever but but I am saying to you, um, we have an overcrowding of animals. Uh, they have a shortage of, of, of uh, meat. 
it sounds like it could be a deal. So, so what do you do? What do you do? I would um, sell to the North Koreans. <laughs> the people are hungry. And we, we may never know the effect of coronavirus on them. We may never know. We may never know the effect of coronavirus on them. And so that has leaked out. I'm sure that uh, if that person who has leaked that is ever caught, there will be um, there will be a price to pay for that. There will be a price to pay for that. The Russians don't want you to know how hungry they are either. The Russians are hungry. The Chinese, except in, you know, you know Hong Kong, I don't know what, what the, but the Chinese, the mainland, the Chinese, they're hungry. They would welcome dog flesh being sent there. I know you animal lovers and you, uh, you know, you ASPCA or whatever it is, uh, people. I, I know that you're probably pulling your hair out, but uh, the, the fact of the matter is people eat dog. Are you hearing me? People eat dog around this country. People eat dog. And so you, my friends, you need to get over it. You've got, you know what, it really puzzles me sometimes. All the things that we have gotten over, but we find new and absurd things to get upset about. You all have gotten over them uh, dishonoring the the American flag and disciplining your children and uh, no prayer in schools and the attack on, you know, the, the family as we have traditionally known it. All of those things you have moved on. I mean, you, you have, we used to think a billion dollars was a lot of debt and money. But we're speaking in terms of trillions upon trillions of dollars that we're in debt. You've gotten used to so many things. You've let so many things that were life changing. 
It just passed you by. And you didn't say a word, hardly. But if someone says, well, hey, we need to sell dog to the North Koreans, your head explodes. <laughs> What's up with that? Do you understand the place where you have been led to, where you have been programmed to? You are being programmed. Proof of it. I've been saying it over and over and over again. I'm going to say it again. It's a broken record. Proof that you are being programmed. Go out to your Walmart. Go walk the streets of your neighborhood. And I trust that you live in a diverse neighborhood. Go walk the streets of your neighborhood. Go drive around. Go to a restaurant. Go buy a hamburger or, or I don't know, you know, wherever you're able to go into during these crazy times that you have allowed to happen as well. Being scared to death and not taking sensible precautions as to, you know, <laughs> what makes sense and what does not for your daily lives. I mean, you, 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 listen, anytime you, they tell you you can put a mask on and go grocery shopping, believe me, you can put a mask on and go do anything else. Doesn't that, isn't that just common sense? And they know that. You know that. I know that. If you can put a mask on and go grocery shopping, as you always have been able to do. They called it essential uh, businesses. Well, all business is essential because they're intertwined. Business depends on business. They're intertwined. So, my friends, when we uh, look at what we've allowed to happen to us, we've allowed ourselves to be used as pawns. Oh, it's okay to put a mask on and go to the grocery store. Oh, it's okay to stand in line at the grocery store, but you can't stand in line to vote. Yeah, you remember the times when people were standing in line at the grocery store waiting to go in. But you're telling me that it's dangerous to stand in line to vote? You, you, do, you do understand how stupid they think you are. I mean, you do understand that, right? And you are fearfully, willingly going along with it like good little boys and girls that they have made you to be. 
And they have made you to be that. They have brought, I know black folks in particular who are so scared. I ain't scared. I'm just, I'm just scared. No, you are scared of what I don't know. Because either you're going to catch this thing and get over it or you're not. And I've seen it do some terrible things to people. Yeah, it will if they are susceptible to terrible things happening. Cancer does terrible things to people, but I'm not living my life in fear of it. My wife perished of it. But I don't live my life in fear of it. Automobile accidents do terrible things. But I'll be doggone if I stop driving. Hey, plane falls out of the sky. That's some terrible stuff could happen right there. (laughs) But I'm not going to stop flying. Do you know why? Because life happens. And death is an appointment. It is appointed unto man once to die. And then there's going to be a judgment. And until that time, um, I think that you are able to experience an existence that is absolutely untold. Absolutely beyond anything that we can think or or imagine or or even I don't know it just wouldn't wouldn't come to your mind you haven't heard about it no intellectual has ever thought about it the type of existence beyond this but there will be a judgment there will be a judgment there will be a day when he will call everybody from the four corners of the universe that are human and have lived this life, there will be a judgment. When time that was for humankind or those that were to be called to accountability. I believe that. That's my discipline. I believe that. And, and, and friends, listen, I am voting according to my personal narrative, as you should. But uh, black folks are scared, and they are going to be scared into staying home and not going out to vote. But they're okay to go to the Walmart, even if they have to stand in line to get in the Walmart. They're okay with that. <laughs> well, I don't know if that makes any sense at all. You don't make any sense at all to me. Not at all. So, I'm living my life. 
and I'm living my life until it's over. And I am not living it in fear of nothing. I mean, I'm not going anywhere where bullets are flying. And I'm not going anywhere where, you know, I think that I would become infected with anything ever. You know, I'm always, uh, I am a, and, and as germaphobic as I am, uh, I'm always that way. But I'm not living in fear of coronavirus. <laughs> I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL back with you on this great day in the USA. So glad that you could come along with me as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant. Hey, I was telling you, I'm sorry for the, uh, what, about two minutes of just dead air. Uh, there just went dead, and um, it was me. I did that, and I might as well say tell my tech uh, that was me. Uh, I don't know how we're going to do that, uh, do the show, but then to all of our, I'm sorry, all of my folks out there, you're going to have about two minutes of dead air, because I had to, I saw the, the cops uh, coming up my... <laughs> <laughs> up my drive, but I'm having a malfunction on my gate. And so I got um, the gate guy coming out. And um, so, but they was beep, beep, beeping. And I'm, you know what? They were on the spot. I'm so glad. I'm so happy that the police is still on their job. You see, they're supposed to show up when something like that's going on. But who go? Who you go call? Who you gonna call if things don't go right in your neighborhood, huh? I saw him. I saw him. I'm, uh, I saw him, and uh, and so forth. But you know, who knows? Who knows? Somebody may have had a heart attack or something. I don't know uh, what goes on as far as that's concerned. Who knows? But just the same, folks. Um, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. Um, it has been one of those um, shows where it just um, sometimes you wonder if things are flowing right, if things are happening in the natural order that uh, they should. 
We're going to find out more about this Senate committee report. Manafort worked with Russian intel officers. We know that. We know that he did. That's not um, anything that is um, not... um, yeah, we we have we knew this. Okay, we knew this. Um, that's not news at all. None, none of the things that dealt with Manafort actually had anything to do with Trump. Anyway, Manafort did not go to jail. Did not go to jail. Manafort did not go to jail. Because of um, his uh, campaigning uh, in a in a way that's wrong for the president, Manafort didn't go to jail. You know, because that Manafort went to jail because Manafort. It was not handling his own business properly. However, he would have never been uh, approached for improperly conducting business if he hadn't been associated with Trump. I mean, Manafort's in his 70s. He's wealthy, he's made a fortune. Doing business the way he does business. And he would never have gone to jail, period, if he had not been associated with Trump. Now, the committee report uh, does not really report anything different than we already knew about Paul Manafort, who was, um, was the campaign chairman. He was the chairman of the campaign back in 2016, right? But he worked, he did work closely with Russian intelligence officers who may have played a part in the hack and release of Democrat emails during the election. Politico is reporting. Now, Politico is reporting this. The link between Manafort and the Russian officers was released Tuesday in a bipartisan Senate Intelligence Committee report. According to Politico, it is the most detail that U.S. officials have gone in describing a long-time Manafort associate. Huh? The, this is a find, actually, for, for them. Now, what you're going to have to do is, is to put a timeline on this. Was Manafort working with them before he was campaign chairman? And what was the dealings of Manafort with, you know, the the Russians, while he was working for the Trump campaign, there, there was nothing ever brought out about that, period. You see, friends, I want you to understand this. I want you to know this. It does not matter 
whether or not the president wins or loses. There's going to be chaos. There is going to be chaos. Are you hearing me? Whether the president wins or loses, there's going to be chaos. But if he wins, the Democrats are going to drag. In fact, Manafort may go to his grave with this shadow over him. What is he, 73 years old now? Manafort, Paul Manafort is 73, 74 years old. Paul Manafort. So. When we think about Paul Manafort. Going to jail. We're thinking about a man who was seven years. What it, got, he got seven years. We're talking about a man who would be 80. Uh, 79, 80 years old. Because I think it's been nearly a year and a half, two years now. He'll be 79, 80 years old. When he gets out of jail. If, you know, if you have a, you know, maybe not that old because of the good time and the time is running. He's doing time, even though he's not doing behind bars right now. He's still doing time. Okay, so Manafort was sentenced to seven years behind the bars, was found guilty of tax fraud and conspiracy. He was sent to prison back in March of 19. So it's been not quite um, two years. March 2021 would be two years, year and a half. So, you know, if he did the entire seven Friends, we are talking about um, someone who would be, you know, an octogenarian when they're just about an octogenarian when they get out, 80 years old, right? So, this is what is necessary. What is necessary is for us. To understand this. If they can toss a person's life like they have tossed Paul Manafort's life because of his political affiliations. Friends, they can toss anybody's life. If a president of the United States can be denied due process, you had better believe that due process can be denied to anyone. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? 
If you can deny due process, if if they if any if Nancy Pelosi's House of Representatives can deny the President of the United States due process, then it can be denied to you if the uh, surrogates like Paul Manafort can be targeted and put in jail because they're surrogates of the president. If they can be targeted and put in jail, then whoever you are, you can be targeted and put in jail if, in fact, you are surrogates of someone the left does not like. Are you hearing me? I'm not joking, folks. This is real stuff happening here. This is no joke. This is real stuff happening here. Wake up. That's what I'm telling you all. Wake up. It's no joke. I think all of us, for whatever reason, uh, <laughs> whatever reason, I think all of us are just as apprehensive as possible, but not all of us are scared. I'm very apprehensive because you just don't know. You don't know how things are going to go. You don't know. You don't know how things are going to go. Huh? No, you don't know how things are going to go. The pre- Biden could get elected president. So you're apprehensive. And and what's strange to me is that um, you have people that are wealthy, black folks, who have plenty of money, may not be wealthy because you got plenty of money. You're doing okay. You're not hungry. You're not even you know it's not even gonna no it doesn't appear it's gonna be ever, ever be that way unless things just go totally the bottom falls out. But yet. Um, you're bitter? How are you bitter? Well, see, that's what I was saying here, folks. That's what I was saying to you. You have folks who are indeed going to their Walmarts.
Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build a bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryant Show, daily throughout the fruited plains, over the talk monster Red State Talk Radio, and uh, hey, folks, I'm so glad to be a part of their family, and um, I have on with me someone who I don't really know if he uh, really knows how much I admire his commentary. I listen to his show all the time. I talk about him all the time, and uh, he is the president, CEO of uh, Red State Talk. He's my friend, Scott Adams, and I don't have him on nearly enough. We don't we don't hook up with each other. We don't call, don't write, but we got to do better than that. Uh, Scott Adams, welcome back to the C.L. Bryant Show. How are you, brother? Thank you. I'm doing well. You know, you probably may not know it when you're talking to somebody, but you have a way of putting a smile from ear to ear on a person's face and you probably don't get to see that because you're talking to him, but you you have me smiling so much. Every time I get on your show, it's like that. Well, bless you, Scott, and thank you so much <laughs> for all the work that you and Lenore do, and uh, I, I know that you guys work so hard. And I wish, folks, I wish that you could understand what it goes into uh, keeping and making uh, a station like ours, a platform like ours, as successful as it has been. So thank you, too, my friend. Scott, you always have a lot of commentary. And, folks, you need to catch the Scott Adams Show wherever you find it. I mean, syndicated. He's all over the place. Scott Adams, check him out. And he's going to tell you more about that. But, Scott, uh, last night and uh, you saw what we were going to be facing all week long so tell us, give us your take on the uh, Bernie Sanders o- show, the Obama show. T- talk to us about it. They're missing Harvey Weinstein right now because <laughs> he was the producer of the whole thing. You know, and in fact, in 2013, Michelle Obama was out there praising how great Harvey Weinstein was. So we know what her credibility is. Wow. But, you know, she actually phoned that uh that speech in. She did that speech. She recorded it, pre-recorded it before uh, Biden picked up a uh, picked up a Kamala. Wow! So she—that's an old. <laughs> They're not even trying. They're not know? even They're trying. Not trying. They're not trying. You know why they know they're going to lose, and that's why they don't even care. They're busy. She's probably off on another riverboat, you know, right outside of Notre Dame, you know, and she's just <laughs> doing that, phoning it in. Scott, you know, a lot of people hadn't thought of what you just said, man. You know, they're just phoning this thing in. They don't care. They don't care. No, because they already know what they they already know the playbook. The playbook isn't about getting votes. The playbook is about 
uh, getting registered voters so that they could have, send their harvesters out to pick up the ballots and mail them in. And they know that the uh, Trump is on to them. And so Trump, you know, is uh, cagey. And they're going to try to now, they're setting up the narrative that Trump is meddling with the post office so that when they don't win, because all the Republicans are going to show up on poll day and vote, and those votes aren't going to be counted or they're going to be missing or there's a lot of people that have been displaced from their homes because of COVID. And those ballots are going to go to empty mailboxes or mailboxes with no, no person at the address anymore. A lot of people are living with friends and their families because they've lost their jobs and they've had to give up their apartments. Those ballots are going to get lost. And so what's going to happen is there's going to be this litigation. But if you follow Gore Bush, you will recall that there was a 35-day limit set by the SCOTUS. It's a precedent. So when they litigate this thing, they're going to have 35 days. Joe Biden's already gotten 600 different litigators. They're not going to have enough time. They're going to lose, and they're going to say, cry foul that their votes weren't counted and that Trump wasn't duly elected. Wow. And he meddled in an election just like he did. They're going to say, they're going to say, just like he did in 2016, when in fact we know that the Russian hoax was paid for by the DNC. Right. Well, well, let me ask you this, Scott, because see, this this is the commentary, folks, that I'm talking about, and 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 I want you to hear uh, his answer to this. Then, if in fact, and in fact, I'm, I know you know that I'm on the the Black Voice for Trump board, uh, the advisory board for the president, and all of that. But but okay, we get the president reelected. Is this what we can expect for the next four years? And does Trump continue to be Trump? in uh, recovering our, our economy. Talk to us from your point oh, of view. The recovery, the recovery is going to be super fabulistic because uh, what's going to happen is we Trump, Trump was constantly saying that the economy would be so much better if the Fed would stimulate the economy by quantitative easing or reducing the prime rate. And this stimulus package and this COVID thing is basically a you know, an economy stimulated on steroids. And what's kind of nice about it is normally our, our dollar would have devalued so greatly that it, it, there would have been a cost to it. But because everybody in the world's doing it and every, every economy has conflated, uh, we're, not, we're not in that bad of a position in terms of the uh, economic race around the world. We're not behind, we're ahead. In fact, our economy conflated at a rate of 11%, where other economies conflated at a rate of about 20%. Right. So we have room to actually stimulate, and that's why you're going to see, maybe, perhaps, the uh, Dow Jones, the Nasdaq's already set a record. Oh, Dow yeah, Jones the Nasdaq is, is going nuts. for the first time in history. Incredible, it's nuts. <laughs> yeah. Scott, let me ask you this then. Let me ask you this then. Switching, uh, switching gears, gearing up or down, either way you want to look at it. Michelle Obama, for, former toast of our nation. She was first lady for crying out loud. How was in the really, world does was she, she really see out? I don't know. I, Scott. <laughs> Scott. I don't know. Big Mike is trending. Hey, man, that's what I'm talking about. You know. <laughs> hey, but, no, I, think, well, I take that back. Okay. That back. All, all kidding aside, folks. All kidding aside. We were kidding. We were just kidding. But let me tell you, tell you this. But, you know, hey, Big Mike is trending. But just to say. <laughs> 
But just the same, uh, how can she then come out and encourage bitterness when she's living in the lap of luxury? On our dime, by the way, we're going to give her a pension and protection the rest of her life. How can she promote that type of bitterness? Is this what our young people are being uh, encouraged to do, Scott? Is that what we can expect in our um, patriotism? What's going to happen with that? Well, the, the answer to the question, how, is practice. She's well-practiced. You know, they come from Chicago, and there's a lot of corruption in Chicago. And we know that. But, you know, the, uh, the, the she's the same person that said, for the first time in my adult life, I'm proud of my country. And that's only because, you know, my husband's about to become a gazillionaire because of, you know, all the deals that he could strike. You know, I mean, the Iran deal, I, said, I think, was filled with corruption. And I think that they walked out of the White House richer than, you know, Midas. You know, I mean, they they really made a lot of money. Yeah. You know, and you take a look at any of these politicians. You know, Casio Cortez couldn't afford her first month's rent. Now she's wearing three thousand dollars suits. Yeah. And Ilhan Omar paid her lover one point seven million dollars for a year, and she wins in a landslide despite the fact that she goes against every. Um, what, what he calls Sharia law principle in the book, you know? I mean, in other countries, she would have been stoned to death, right? But Ilhan Omar wins in a landslide, so and she makes millions doing it in such a short amount of time. I mean, Ilhan Omar's only been in business for a year and a half, and yet she could just throw millions around like it's water. Yeah, yeah, and folks, pay attention to that type of water that's being thrown around it's being thrown in your face by people who are you're paying for it and wake up every one of you americans out there wake up we need to take our nation back scott when we talk about the antifas the black lives matter the ku klux klan whoever you're talking about subversives in this country are they, the, are they the same people? Is there the same playbook being played out of just with different labels? Uh, how is this thing being perpetrated upon the American There's a people? reason why Jerry Nadler said it's all a myth. Because he can't rightly say because he would be in, in violation of election laws. He, so he cannot rightly say that uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter are violent groups. Because if he did then he would be admitting that Acorn once upon a time slashed tires or that, you know, there was a new Black Panther Party standing outside of the Philadelphia precinct with billy clubs. You know, not that that would ever happen or that Eric Holder would ever police it, but the fact of the matter is, is that on the day that uh, Joe Biden selected Kamala Harris, Antifa.com went up and it rerouted to JoeBiden.com and there stands Kamala and Joe Biden in a picture. So when you click on the donate button, it goes to Act Blue, ActBlue.com. And Act Blue is owned by, uh, run, organized, executive director by Aaron Hill, a white, liberal, Wellesley College kind of person living in Boston. And she has these black people all over the country basically fighting in the streets like worker mules on a plantation and basically then generating the funds because Black Lives Matter, you go to blacklivesmatter.com, you hit the donate button, what does it do? It goes to Act Blue. You go to Antifa, it goes to Joe Biden. Now, that one they changed, but they, it was going to wow. Joe Biden. Joe Biden goes to Act Blue. So Act Blue is this organization, it's a money laundering organization that's paid out to every single 
Democrat in the primaries, and it pays out in the hundreds of millions of dollars. And the biggest don donor generators were Black Lives Matter in the wake of George Floyd and, of course, uh, Antifa. There are two money-generating uh, groups that are generating revenue from donations, and all the donations go to Act Blue, and Act Blue is controlled entirely by the Washington elite apparatus associated with the Democrat Party. We're talking about Lawfare Blog, the lawyers from there. We're talking about the Brookings Institution that waged the coup against the president and a whole host of other bandits. So there is, and Scott, I know I knew you when you were still in uh, PA, and I, I know you now that you've been in, yeah. in D.C. now. What, two years? But I've been in D.C. two years already, huh? Yeah, more than that. More yeah. than that. Wow. We, yeah. we, we've, been, we've been hanging out quite a while then uh, now, man. Yeah. And uh, so there is a Washington, D.C. insider type of trading deal going on from you being there on the ground that you are able to see and actually report on. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And, and you don't even need to be on the ground, boots on the ground here. Um, you know, the fact is. That, you know, you remember Mark Zaid was the whistleblower's attorney. Or yeah, Sierra yeah, Mellon. yeah. Okay, so when on January 30th, he tweeted out, a coup has started. This is January 30th, 2017. A coup has started, series of many steps, lawyers will be involved, ultimately impeachment. That's what he tweeted. That tweet, by the way, not fiction, it's still live. You can click on it and retweet it. He didn't delete it. So it's a real tweet. The same day that he did that, Sally Yates got fired for insubordination, not, not adhering to the travel ban that she was supposed to push forward. She was one of the people that was in the January 5th meeting related to Flynn and Kislyak, and, and Comey was there. And you remember when Sessions was delayed with his confirmation, they were, uh, you know, like, how, why would they delay Sessions? He was a senator. They know him. Why would they delay? Well, they were delaying because Sally Yates was the acting DOJ uh, AG, and Comey was the director of the FBI, and they work hand in glove. So that coup had started back then. And so uh, they were all connected with Fiona Hill and the Brookings Institute and Fusion GPS and CrowdStrike and the whole ball of wax. But Brookings Institution and the Lincoln Project and Lawfare Blog, these are all people that have gotten together, and they've harnessed even the social media outlets to where Rob Reiner and Deborah Messing and Cher uh, and a host of other <laughs> celebrities have, oh, used, man. have been commissioned to use their social media apparatuses. And that's, that's on an official capacity. And they, in turn, walk, work with the lawyers associated with Act Blue. They're, it's all a cabal. George Conway, Kellyanne's husband's involved. Uh, Bill, Bill Crystal, the... Uh, former guy from the Standard Weekly. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people that you know are directly involved. Incredible. Scott Adams, mm -hmm. tell everybody how to get a hold of you, bring you to where they are, and, of course, to hear your show every day. All right. Well, scottadamsshow.com, and then you can always check me out also on redstatetalkradio.com. 
RedStateTalkRadio.com. It is the talk monster from sea to shining sea, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe. Home to the C.L. Bryant Show. You have been listening to the president and CEO of Red State Talk. Scott, be sure to give uh, Leonore a hug for me as well. And uh, see you guys soon. God bless you. God keep you. Continue to fight the good fight, my friend. God bless you, C.L. Bye-bye now. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. That was Scott Adams on the telephone with me on the show live and in living color uh, here on the CL Bryant Show. And he is the president, CEO of Red State Talk Radio, my uh, flagship platform here on the CL Bryant Show. Listen, folks, I know that so many of you. Uh, don't get it, what's going on. So many of you don't get it as far as what's going on here. But you need to understand that there are things, there are forces, there are uh, in, in motion. There are forces in motion that are geared to be triggered if, in fact, certain people are elected to power that will fundamentally change. And and, and when I say fundamentally, I mean the way you and I do things you're going to have to do those things or you won't be able to operate. That is not America. When you fundamentally change America, then you fundamentally change this Nation, the way we do things. Yeah. That's what you do. You fundamentally change a nation and the way you do things. Right? Right. So, what does that mean? It means that you and I are going to get to a place where you will not uh, recognize America. You won't recognize it. And, you know, it's not many of us left who can actually remember what America was actually like uh, before Bill Clinton. I remember it. I'll be back in just a little bit. Don't you go anywhere. I'm C.L. This is the C.L. Bryant Show. Uh Hold right there. 
Be back with more. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA, and believe me, it is. It's a fantastic day in the USA, and things are much, much better than the news media would have you believe. Are you hearing me? Things are much, much better in this nation than the news media, and that includes Fox, would have you believe. Folks, go out to your Walmarts, go out to your Targets or your grocery stores, uh, go out to the places that are open, enjoy yourselves, enjoy yourselves, be cautious, uh, you know, take whatever precautions you need to take, but the fact of the matter is uh, the strong survive and the weak don't. And uh, quite frankly, you're going to find out which one you are sooner or later anyway. So you need to know. Yep. And you need to get that ghost out of your head. Get out of your head. Go find out. Go live your life fearlessly. And go out, if you have to, with your chest stuck out. Pride that you lived your life as a man or a woman that God intended you to be. Yeah. Hey, folks, um, I can tell you this. I uh, had a was on with Scott Adams a little bit earlier, the uh, president and CEO of um, Red State Talk, the Talk Monster, the largest talk platform in the nation, Red State, and uh, really glad to be a part of that family here. Been part of them now for, gee whiz, must be going on four years. Um, and so, Michelle, that means we've been on radio for nearly seven. We're going on seven years on radio because we were three years with Keel. So we must be headed into seven years. Um, and you know how that seventh year is. Oh, that's that's that year that you get a bumper crop of good things happening. And uh, so we're going to 
pray those blessings not only on uh, ourselves, but also on the stations that are affiliated with us, Red State Talk and uh, Loving Liberty. We're going to pray God's blessings upon uh, all of them. And anyone else who will be coming into our path, certainly Freedom Works and all of everybody who's associated with the C.L. Bryant show. In any way, we pray God uh, gives you um, uh, multiple bountiful blessings, you and yours. Hey, now, this is what we got to talk about. And um, we were we've been on and I said I had Scott Adams on the show a little bit earlier. And, and one of the things that he said that I, I don't want you to lose is this. This whole thing evidently has been put in motion for a long time. And even the lackadaisical um speeches Michelle Obama did not care enough about Joe Biden to even wait until after he chose his running mate to tape her speech she said nothing about Kamala Harris nothing So, uh, what does that tell you? It tells you that she taped that speech. As they, they told you, some of the speeches would be, and they, they had to tell you that uh, in order to make sure that uh, they didn't have to tell you that. You could just determine that from what you could hear. And it's just obvious. You don't know, anybody tell you that. You could tell that her speech was recorded. Uh, John Kasich was pitiful. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely pitiful. In fact, every every Republican that they were able to trot out were losers. E- even the Democrat ticket, ticket folks, I mean, let's just be honest here, okay? Can we have an honest discussion about who who it is that's trying to run against Donald John Trump? Can we just have an honest discussion about that? Who's trying to run against Donald John Trump? This is who's trying to run against Donald John Trump. Losers. John Kasich is who they're going to try to uh, to get millions of votes pulled from the Republican Party into the Democrat Party? Are you kidding me? John Kasich, I don't think got, I think he got less than 1% of the people. Oh, my goodness. He, 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 they even hated him in his own state. Come on. John Kasich. And then look at the ticket itself. Joe Biden has never, America has never. I tweeted this out a couple of days ago, and be sure to follow me on Twitter at Rev C. L. Bryant. Joe, America has never wanted 
Joe. Never. Joe's campaigns have always been operated from somebody's basement because he's always been in the basement. There's, there's been nowhere else for him to go. That, that is, that's Joe in the basement. That's Joe. So that is what I'm saying to you folks. Do you want that? Or do you want somebody who's a proven winner? Trump's a winner. I don't care how you look at it. And what puzzles me is people talking about Trump's a failed businessman. Are you kidding me? The Apprentice is one of the biggest all-time money-making shows on television ever. Ever. The brand... Trump, the brand, is one of the most recognized brands in the entire, if not the entire, world. What idiot could possibly believe the words that are coming out of their mouths saying that the president is a failed businessman? Please have some have some self-respect. I mean, do you realize that people actually hear at least for a time until they understand and they are certain that you don't know what you're talking about? People actually hear, listen to what you're saying until they come to the conclusion that you don't know what you're talking about. And that's what's happening to the Democrats now. People are about to come to the conclusion that you don't know what you're talking about. Are you hearing me? You don't know what you're talking about. So, what do you mean, see? What do you mean? They don't know. They say that, of course, um, you can. Um, yeah, we're gonna help, we're gonna help the nation fix its. Um, Unemployment problem. Well, we didn't have an unemployment problem. Huh? We're going to put people... Well, people were at work. The Democrats didn't have anything to do with that. It was the Trump economy. I mean, you know, they, they, they're, they're saying they're going to put people back to work. Well, people were already at work. People, black folks were working in ways that we had never worked before. We had opportunity zones that were opening up for black business. Latinos the same way. 
our university, our H, uh, HC, uh, historic black universities, HBCUs. Yeah, we're shored up by this president. Oh, yes, we, we've had a black president. We had one for eight years, but he never gave no money to HBCUs. This president, the one that's supposed to be a racist, did. Hundred million. Oh, that helps. Oh, and he made it perpetual. You, you, you're not paying attention. It's not the Democrats who have helped you. You're not paying attention. It is not the Democrats who have helped you. HBCUs, you need to you to make make that known. You need to say it loud, and you need to put these folks back in their place because it has not been the Democrats who have helped you. It's been Republicans. The only people, what have the Democrats done for you? i tell you what they've done for you. They have kept you edgy and mad about what you tell me because it has been Republicans who have helped you. You must be mad at them because you shouldn't be mad at Republicans. And I don't care how you look at that down the line. The only thing that they can tell you, and you, and, and there is no proof of that in any action that Republicans have ever made toward black people. But they want you to believe that somehow we're the ones who are racist and unconcerned and don't care nothing about you. No, it's them. Don't you get it yet? It's them. It's never been Republicans. It's always been them. Even in times when they you th- when they made you think they were your friends. It's always been them manipulating you. Freedom is over here where I am. Where you are it is always, listen, I'm not talking about something that somebody told me or something that I'm just coming up with and I'm good at saying. I'm telling you what I know. I'm telling you what I have seen with my own eyes. You know, it always uh, bugs me and, and worries me when uh, there's some young black guy talking like I do. You don't know what you're talking about. You do not know what you're talking about. I mean, even if you live in the inner city, man, you still don't know what you're talking about historically. You don't know what you're talking about. You don't have a clue what this country was like for a black man, a Negro, a colored. In the days that I came up, you have no clue what it was like. Your worst racial day in America is still a good one in my world when I was growing up. Because you still can go do anything you else you want to do. <laughs> you still can go work and anywhere you want to work. If you start a business and anywhere you want, you still can live anywhere. Your worst racial day in America is a good one for me when my day, in my day and time. Because it was truly systemic racism i could not live where i wanted to live i don't care how much money i had i don't care 
I don't care. I don't care what you got. You could not live there. The system said no. It was systemic. You could not eat where you wanted to eat. It was systemic. The system said no. Private schools for your children, I don't care how much money you had, they weren't going. The system said no. There's no systemic racism now. That is a lie that they try to get you to believe. Are you hearing me? Wake up. No, the system says you can do anything you want to do. Oh, but what about these cops killing us? No, they're not. They're not. Uh, black men in particular, because we're only 5% of the population, 45 5% of the population. Black women, you know, being the other 6% of the 6.5% of the population, you know. So if they wanted to exterminate us, it would not be difficult. It would not be difficult. So don't attempt to sell me any of that. Especially when I want to share these statistics with you, and I'll share them with you on the other side of the break. Is the 75-25 percentage that is the same across the board. I don't care how you look at it. It is the same across the board. I don't care how you look at it. It is the 75-25 principle. It was 80-20 at one time. But now it's 75-25 principle. If that top figure of 75 ever gets to 49, certainly 50, You're about to witness the straw that will be placed on the camel's back that will break it. America, we're at the 75-25 principle, but they're wanting you to believe that it's worse than that because they want it to be worse than that. And... If we fail in what we're attempting to do, and that's reelect someone who has uh, this NASDAQ off the chain. Have you looked at the market today? It's booming. Just imagine if we weren't going through this hoax that we're going through right now. Oh, yeah, there's people dying, but they were 150,000 people. Do you know how many Americans die every year? Come on now. And all of those that you're talking about, they're dying of coronavirus. So many of those died right there in New York City. That's Mario Cuomo's fault. 
7525 principle. We'll talk about it when I return to close out the show today. If you don't get both hours of the C.L. Bryan show, be sure to download free, the free app. I'll be back. I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL. Back with you on this great day in the USA, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here over Red State Talk Radio. I am C.L. Bryant, and this is the C.L. Bryant Show, and uh, uh, as I say to you all the time, and I truly mean this with all my heart. Uh, I do believe our nation is blessed from sea to shining sea by almighty God. And if we forget that, we are a nation that is truly under God, founded on Judeo principles, Judeo-Christian principles. When we forget that, if we forget our purpose, then the only thing that is will happen and the only thing that is inevitable is that we will start abusing ourselves, and you're seeing that happen now. So that does mean that there must be so much of us, so many of us who have uh, who don't know our purpose, right? We don't know our purpose as Americans. Certainly we don't know our purpose as Christians. Now, the 7525 principle that I was telling you about, that um, it's, it's across the board. I was saying that black people are only 12 and a half, maybe 13 percent of the population we have uh, committed upon ourselves genocide. It certainly aren't cops killing black people. There is no way that we could have murdered as many of our own people um, the cops could have murdered, uh, and there's no army that could have murdered as many of, of black folks as we have allowed to be murdered through abortion and drive-by shootings. Huh? That's our, it, we've done it to ourselves. But these are the facts, and you can check them any way you want to check them. Now, I told you that black folks are 12 and a half, um, let's just say 13% of the population. Let's give it a, uh, you know, a, um, a whole number. 
13. Optimistic. 75% of that 13% of black Americans, 75% of them are doing quite well. Yeah, you you don't you're not going to see them marching in the streets. Oh, they may sit at home or, you know, they may even go, you know, big time ethnic on the weekend. Sometimes I do. It's always amazing because, yeah, there is a different response, a different reaction to you when uh, you are, you know, in your ethnic mode. And it's the same way with white people, too. You know, a guy coming in with cowboy uh, drugs, you know, just 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 label down. Uh, you know, you're going to you're going to always gather, you know, somebody's going to look. It's the same way when you go, you're doing your ethnic thing there. That's that's what it is. And black folks do it, too. Yeah, I do, too. Sure do. I mean, I'd really be outrageous if I go uh, embrace my Irish, or uh, not Irish, but uh, Scots-Irish, Scots-Irish side, and, you know, put on the old kilt. I, I embrace my black side, my my Nigerian side sometimes by wearing a traditional Nigerian garb. So uh, I would just go all the way out and get me one of them, you know, Scots-Irish um, kilts. Just totally blow everybody's mind to smithereens. <laughs> Ah, uh, no, I'm not quite that bold. I get enough flack. Just being me. It also says to be an extra. Yeah, yeah, it also says to be an extra. But I certainly would be extra if I did that. There's no doubt about it. Well, listen, you know, you, they, they want you to embrace your ethnicity. And, of course, you know, if I didn't tell you, I don't think you'd ever guess that, you know, I'm a full quarter um, Scots-Irish. Yeah, full quarter. Yeah. No, no, I don't, I'm, um, you know, something like 60% uh, Nigerian. And whatever else is made up of Native American, something Choctaw, I think it is. Yeah. 5% Choctaw or something like that. I don't know. Indian, Native American. I think 5%, you have a nosebleed. You're not, you know, Indian anymore. You just bled everything out. You know, he bled out my Scots-Irish side. I'd almost be dead. <laughs> but I couldn't survive without my Nigerian. Sixty <laughs> percent uh, of that. Yeah, well, ex-Bloomberg campaign staffer wants him off DNC program. There are some people that don't want any part of this. <laughs> Hey, listen, you can give somebody else my uh, space. And let me tell you something, folks. 
this is going to be one of the most lackluster, just just uh, hang uh, an effigy of Trump up. Let's slap it around. Let's publicly slap it around and then let's burn it in effigy is what this Democrat, the NC, uh, you know, convent, this is what this convention is going to be about. He's just, you know, slapping around Donald Trump. They're going to play Pontius Pilate. Oh, I better not even say that. Yeah. Just scourge him. Scourge him. (laughs) Pontius Pilate. Nancy Pelosi, Joe Biden, Ocasio-Cortez. Oh, they're going to skirt. Oh, you just wait till Kamala comes on. Is is she up tonight or is she tomorrow night? I think she's tomorrow night. You wait. You wait till Kamala comes on. And I want you to look at this back in hindsight after Kamala's speech. Kamala, Kamala, Kamala. And you better hope we never have to get used to saying that. If we ever have to get used to saying her name after November 3rd, hey, you might as well move to New Zealand or somewhere. Fiji. You know, Fiji has the low, one of the lowest rates of um, coronavirus on Earth. I don't think it's, it's non-existent. You know why? Probably because of all of the sunshine that people enjoy that we should be enjoying daily ourselves. You, you do know... Corona can't survive more than 15 minutes in fresh air and sunshine. You do know that, right? Corona cannot survive more than 15 minutes in fresh air and sunshine. But they want you to stay inside. Are you hearing me? Known fact, Corona cannot survive longer than 15 minutes and fresh air and sunshine. Yet they want you to stay inside with a mask on. If Joe Biden had his way, we'd all wear masks, he's saying, for the next three months or whatever until we come up with a for sure vaccine. Your child will hate you the rest of your life for whatever reason. In fact, you may actually hate your child (laughs) because we don't live in that world where, uh, you know, your whole life is centered around teaching your child to be your apprentice. You don't live in that world. You live in a world where school has taught you that you should be separated from that child for some time. And now that uh, that is not the way this goes at all. Anymore. Okay, frankly, you're you're kind of ticked off. Child's ticked off. Even child abuse is going up in this country. Are you hearing me? Corona can't survive 15 minutes outside in fresh air and the sunshine. But their wisdom tells you to stay inside. Um, Joe Biden had his way with a mask on. 
No, you got to live your life boldly, folks. You got to go take it on. God in the sunshine of the mask off and breathe some fresh air and uh, inhale some sunshine. Why don't you? Huh? Why don't you do that? Just bathe a little bit. I don't say get burned or anything, idiot. <laughs> but enjoy the sunshine. Be out in the sunshine where you're intended to be. That's you. He's already, your creator has already put here everything you need to use to remain healthy, but we uh, like being, I actually hear people, I, I like being shy. Well, of course, most people do, but you don't want to have to go outside with a mask on, afraid of people, living in fear, as you are. Oh, I'm not scared. I'm just cautious. I'm just trying to be cautious of other people. Well, let them be cautious of themselves. I'm just living my life. Go and live yours. If yours means that you need to wear a mask in order, if the mask work, then there's no reason for us to be afraid of each other, right? There's no reason for kids not to go to school if the mask work. If the mask work, there's no reason why you can't go to the polls and vote. You stand in line at the Walmart. 70% of black people do very well in this country. 20% are like everybody else. They're struggling from paycheck to paycheck. And 5% of people are not going to do nothing. And that's in every ethnic group you can point to. 75% are doing just fine. That's why a country's prosperous like ours. It used to be 80%. But unemployment has risen. All, you know, people who are trifling is rising, especially in these times. So 75% of black folks do very well. 20% are living paycheck to paycheck. 5% ain't never going to do nothing. And those are the ones who are usually in the rabble in the street. But those are also the ones... Uh, 5% of really white, rich white kids who hate themselves enough to get out in the street. Hmm? That's the deal. That's the deal. So. I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. See my friends in San Antonio tomorrow. I want to thank him for our men and women around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL. And my heartfelt desire is that God will bless and keep you all.